Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Roe and Casey are overruled. There is no federal constitutional right to abortion any longer. We will ask Congress to restore Roe. This is clearly an activist Supreme Court. The gun safety bill we are passing. Democrats came our way and agreed to advance some common sense solutions. What happened January 6th? In these hearings so far, we've shown what was essentially a political coup. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome in. It is News and Views for Friday, June 24th, 2022. And uh, this is an incredible day. There have been individuals, I'll put myself in this camp, who for 49 years have been working towards, sometimes uh, harder than others, and some people have worked harder than others, but by and large, people have been working to see Roe v. Wade overturned for 49 years, and it finally happened today. The left is going nuts. Uh, They're threatening violence. You know, there's going to be a lot of good things that happen as a result of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I, I mean this sincerely. I, I, I'm not sounding mystical. I, For one, I, I think God is, and I, I don't expect it to be flipped on like a light switch. I think God's going to bless America. Now, we've got a lot of other shortcomings, but I think this is a step in the right direction. I think one significant blessing will be, I think and again, it's not going to happen overnight, but I think this is going to be a deterrent to the death culture that is in our society. I mean, everywhere you look, there's mass shootings. Uh, every weekend in Chicago, people are being shot and killed. All our major cities, there's death. This, I, I really do think that this will be a deterrent to the death culture that is all around us. the major- uh, You know, here's the other interesting thing that happened today when they released this uh, decision was we all expected there, it to be a 5-4 decision. We expected Roe v. Wade to be overturned, but it was a 6-3 decision. All the Republicans voted in favor of Dobbs, the majority opinion of the Supreme Court in the Dobbs case versus Jackson Women's Health, reviewed the constitutionality of the Mississippi law that prohibited abortions after 15 weeks gestation, plainly states that the 14th Amendment does not protect the right to abortion. The 14th Amendment says in part, quote, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, and or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. Now, that is what the, uh, was it Blackman, who was the Supreme Court justice that, that wrote the, the Roe v. Wade decision? I'm pretty sure with, uh, I'm, I'm correct on that. But, but that is how that majority back in 1973 came up with the idea out of the Constitution that you could have an abortion. Out of the 14th Amendment, the due process. Unbelievable. It has been bad law for 49 years, and it was finally overturned today. 
Uh, Dr. Greg Murphy, Congressman Greg Murphy, is on the telephone with us right now. Uh, Congressman, welcome in. I understand you're on the way back from D.C. Thanks for letting letting us call you. I, I really wanted to get your your uh, thoughts on the decision of uh, the Supreme Court today. I, it's a marvelous day. I know that there's going to be ramifications that might be unpleasant, but I think it's a marvelous day. And I know you are you are pro-life from the hilt. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts, your reaction. Yeah, Tom, thanks. Uh, pardon me if I have car noise. The uh, folks on the uh, highway here are always uh, quite noisy. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, a very, very momentous day. And uh, really, if you look at so much, there are a lot of emotional issues that we dealt with this week. And so it was not a great week for life. And um, if you look at it th- that way as a truly moral issue, it's a fantastic victory. But if even if you look at it just constitutionally, yeah. it makes sense. This is what makes sense. And the fact that there literally is no written law anywhere that says you have a right to abortion or anywhere in the Constitution, rather, I'm sorry, um, and that they just made it up in 1973 um, just speaks to the fact that this is long time in overcoming. And, um, of course, uh, the liberal voices are incensed, furious, especially Nancy Pelosi, who is, uh, you know, supposedly a Catholic, um, was just like with her head on fire today. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for the decision. Uh, both Pelosi and Joe Biden, who was also a Roman Catholic, uh, right. have come out and said, OK, we need to pass legislation to codify Roe v. Wade. Where do you think that's going to where, where will that go? And obviously for that to happen, they need the House and the Senate. And uh, do you think there's uh, a real possibility that you're going to see some proposed legislation? I'll see some proposed legislation, and given the fact the Democrats have the majority in the House, it will pass in the House. But uh, remember, we have this thing called the filibuster in the Senate. Right. And so far, Manchin and um, Cinema have held tight on the uh, on the filibuster, and so they won't go anywhere in the Senate um, unless those two cave in on the filibuster. Politically, so, uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, politically speaking. Now, uh, you know, the, the Democrats are, are, are in deep trouble, and I don't know that anything is going to get them out of this deep trouble. Uh, and, and we've seen polling on, you know, some polling points to the fact that Americans are really more pro-life than what the liberal media would have you believe. Uh, other polling indicates that, well, you know, they didn't want to see Roe v. Wade, uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. Although I think a lot of that is a misunderstanding. A lot of Americans today think that abortion is now illegal across the United States, which all, all Roe v. Wade being overturned, as, as you know, it just merely goes back to the states for the, each state to decide how they want to handle right. it. Right, right, right. Well, and it's very clear, Tom, in our Constitution, it says that any powers on the Tenth Amendment. Right. So any powers not expressly written written in the Constitution and given to the federal government go back to the states, are 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 the states' powers? I mean, it's very very clear. And so again, it was federal overreach in the early seventies, without a doubt. And so this will go back to the each state individually. North Carolina, I would assume, um, uh, would pass legislation in the House and the Senate, but uh, Roy Cooper has already said he would veto it. So um, this will become really, really the 
uh, hotbed issue, uh, hot button issue rather, um, for every uh, state you know, state office, electoral office. Yeah, there was a, a statement out in the Carolina Journal that was released. Um, and both uh, Tim Moore and Phil Berger both came out with uh, statements of how pleased they were to see uh, this decision f- uh, by SCOTUS today and how they were going to work to uh, pass legislation to make sure that uh, abortion is not only curbed but eliminated in the state of North Carolina. Now, again, we'll see where that goes. And, and as you just said, the governor has made it pretty clear that he will uh, veto any legislation. How do you think this is going to play out politically uh, in the upcoming general election? Do you think it's going to be a blip on the radar? Yeah, I know. I, I think it will because there, if you look at what's – let's just take the abortion issue aside. If you look and see what's happening right now, there's so many uh, unaffiliates that have left um, any uh, desire to vote Democrat. And as we saw in the uh, most recent primaries, the unaffiliates uh, took the uh, Republican ballot compared to 2020 on a two-to-one ratio. But there are some individuals, even though they are conservative, who this is their issue. This is their issue. And uh, you can bet the bet the left will be mobilized. So I, think, I do think it will have some effect. Um, on state and national elections, whether it changes the complete uh, scenario, I highly doubt it, given the fact that, you know, Biden is so massively incompetent. Right. And disliked. I mean, his numbers are terrible. Yeah. And I, I was reading something yesterday on how they're going to how some forces were going to try to prop up Kamala Harris. I mean, with her numbers worse than Biden's. As uh, bad. And, you yeah. know, everybody hates Hillary. So they're looking for somebody. Um, to champion their party, and good luck. Um, they've just seen the self-destruction of the country. And, you know, even more importantly, uh, Tom, you know, this is a moral issue. It's a complete moral issue. And the fact that the left, progressive left, has been hell-bent over the last 15 years in the destruction of the moral fiber of this country, and we've seen so many consequences occur by this. Yes, we are all sinners. We all are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, and we all sometimes don't do things right. Right. But the fact that they have pushed so much um, amoral behavior or moral relativ- moral relativism on this country, you know, the fatherless in homes, abortion, all this gay and lesbian issues and, um, and, tra- and, and transgender issues, um, they've pushed that so much. And for them to have such a resounding defeat today, you know, I think is a, is a good swing back of the pendulum. You know, I was talking uh, in my introductory remarks before we brought you on. I, I really do think that this is going to have some some positive things for America. Among other things, I think it's going to help. Now, I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be an overnight flip of the light switch, but I, I do think this is going to help talk to the death culture that human life is important and and we cannot be glib about just removing a human life from the womb nor and i you know i think that rolls over into the, the these mass shootings we see it rolls over into just the you know the the shootings we read about every week that happen in these major cities like chicago and baltimore and other cities uh, you know, talk to that. The moral implications. Will there be some positive spillovers? As I would like to think, America today 
has gone back and re-embraced life. Now, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with the, the SCOTUS decision, but yet yeah. they are setting the pace for the rest of the country. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think it's going to be taking taking some time. I don't think that occurs overnight. And several medical associations, I was very disappointed to hear, have come out and supportive of, quote, reproductive health. This isn't reproductive health. No. This is murder. This is murder. And let me just point out one thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not without empathy for young women who get pregnant that are that are unwanted pregnancies. I'm not without empathy for those individuals for two reasons. One is uh, we, you look at the fatherlessness in the United States today, brought in, brought in most part uh, by the 1965 Great Society programs, which penalize marriage and the fact now that it's become moral, quote, moral in some worlds that you just procreate as a man and then you move on. Yeah. And yeah. So, uh, so, so many times the woman is just left holding the bag right now. But, you know, the fact that so many, and I used to see this in my practice, so many young couples come in who cannot have children and would love, would just love oh, yeah. to have a child that was carried to term and to give that uh, give that child a new home. Hopefully, that will help a lot of those individuals um, who want to raise children. We're talking to Congressman Greg Murphy uh, on the landmark decision that happened today out of the United States Supreme Court, essentially handing back to the states, the decision to what to do with the abortion issue as they roll back Roe v. Wade from 1973. Congressman, let me uh, change gears with you while I've got you on the phone. And that was the very unfortunate um, decision by the Senate and then the House to uh, pass this gun legislation. You, you came out with a statement earlier today, gun control and school safety are heavily emotional issues, especially in the wake of the senseless mass shootings in Uvalde. Unfortunately, there are several positive aspects. Of, um, unfortunately, while there are several positive aspects in this legislation, which improves school safety and mental health support, I ultimately could not support this legislation because it undermines the Second Amendment. Could you elaborate on that, why you voted? And, and thank you for voting no on that, but can you elaborate? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I tried to look at this objectively because, you know, it's a tragedy. The, the poor parents of those children will never, ever be whole again. Never. Right. But that said, the gun did not jump out and kill those those kids. And so... There were several pieces, uh, items in the legislation that were good, strengthening school security, mental health issues, um, clarifying some of these things about straw, uh, straw purchasing, getting rid of the boyfriend um, uh, loophole for domestic violence. But, you know, when you're going down and then you are, sub- you are subsidizing and giving grants to states to create red flag laws, which are, in my opinion, constitutionally wrong, because you are deemed um, guilty until proven innocent. And then the fact that you treat our 18- and 21-year-olds as second-class citizens when the left wanted to push voting down to 16 um, is just contradictory. And so this is where you have what is good legislation, then you put poison pills in it, and then I just ultimately couldn't vote for it. Right. Yeah, and the red flag laws are. I mean, you, you talk about the whole due process. Uh, but that is a violation of the Fourteenth Amendment, in which there there are going to be accusations made, and people are going to have their their right to the Second Amendment taken away based on an accusation. 
And 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 part of the problem with this all this well, a big part of the problem is the Senate didn't have a chance to read it before they were asked to vote on it to bring it out of committee. But the other thing is is what you don't know. I mean, it's it's especially when it comes to the red flag laws. Who is going to make the decisions? How is it going to be implemented? There was yeah. too much unknown. Well, every state can do it differently. Every state can do it differently. Connecticut is, or, or is it Connecticut or New Hampshire? I'm, I'm blanking right now. Um, one of those very, uh, quote, progressive states has an exceedingly restrictive and unconstitutional. I'm very, very surprised as I'm a challenge at this point. Red flag law. So you're putting money into the state's hands. Again, state's issues or whatever, uh, as they love to claim. And, and you know, I have no idea, no idea what the product is going to be. And so, yeah, I want mental health. I, you know, I, I think in large part, so much of the mental health issues that are going on today, again, I'll point to fatherlessness in the home. I think so many of the mass shootings go on um, because of these, a lot of these video games that kids watch and Absolutely. become basically I- impassioned to killing. Um, but we're not, we're, we're not addressing those. And uh, that's just very, very unfortunate. As you looked at the um, decision yesterday uh, from the Supreme Court dealing with gun legislation in New York, where basically uh, that decision said, wait a minute, you cannot make individuals jump through special loopholes. And I think it was like seven states that have this might be more than that. I know New York and Maryland had it, but you have to jump through special loopholes that you have to prove that you need a concealed carry to some federal, I mean, some state agency in order to uh, have the right to, to have a concealed carry. And at the same time, we have this legislation that passed the Senate and then the House today. Any any uh, thoughts as to whether or not this will end up at the Supreme Court? Well, if it does, um, you know, here we have you have a true constitutional right to, to uh, have concealed carry. I mean, uh, I, I know so many lives have been saved, saved because of that. Right. But the fact that New York and some of the other states have deemed basically they want to take away your constitutional right and restrict your ability to uh, have a gun in self-defense, is uh, it's good to see that, uh, you know, that's going to be uh, rebuked. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. I think that the court is very friendly to the Second Amendment, as it should be. Um, it should not be abused, but it is a uh, it is a constitutional right, unlike abortion. One last question, and I'll let you run because I know you're uh, on your way back to uh, Eastern North Carolina on the road. Uh, Fourteen Republicans in the House voted with Democrats on this. What was the rea- and then really went against leadership? What was the reaction of leadership? Have you had any feedback as to? Uh, um, you know. Um, Tom, and I, I'm not sure if I've said this on your show or not, I think our greatest asset as Republicans is sometimes also our greatest challenge, and that's our individualism. Right. And Kevin McCarthy, right. who's the leader right now, has made it very clear, very clear. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. Um, that's not the way this whole thing works, um, as, po- as opposed to Pelosi, where she will tell you this is how you vote. Um, but they, they can make recommendations. But it's ultimately up to each member. To decide what they feel is appropriate, and, as it should uh, be, as it should be, as it should be, as it truly should be. They're very different from what Democrats do, um, but uh, I'm sure they're disappointed. Uh, but uh, again, it's uh, we're supposed to represent our district, our uh, and our constituency, and uh, that's what we did. That's well, what I did. 
uh, uh, Congressman Murphy, thanks for calling in and drive safe on, on your way back home. Uh, thank you for your vote today on the uh, gun legislation, and uh, thank you for what you do as you represent Eastern North Carolina. And uh, this is, uh, again, I think a, a very, very positive day. Uh, a lot of people have worked hard over the last 49 years to see this day come. And uh, for, for I thank all of those people that have been involved in the fight and uh, let's uh, take t- take us some time today just to thank the Lord for uh, his his providence in this matter. Yeah, amen. And, you know, here, uh, Tom, sadly enough, there have already been some attacks on uh, – there was an attack on Ron Johnson, one of the uh, oh, you're uh, senators. Uh, no, no, he was attacked in the airport at Reagan today. And so they were telling us all to have uh, police escorts if we were all going to the airport. Fortunately, I just was able to squeeze out under the radar. But uh, – but I think, uh, you know, Maxine Waters was going out and saying, this is not the end. We're going to rise up and everything. So she she essentially is inciting violence like she has done before. So okay. I would anticipate there being uh, burning and looting and everything else going on in uh, in Democratic cities today. Do you, uh, think, you think do you think the January 6th committee will take uh, up an insurrection charge <laughs> against those people? Uh, you know, it's all it's all, it's such hypocrisy and double standards for them. So unbelievable. Uh, again, yeah. drive safe, Congressman, and thanks so much for joining us. Do appreciate it. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. God you bless. Bet. Have a great you weekend. Bet. You bet. Bye bye. Uh, stay with us. I'll be right back.